Hello lovely listeners and welcome to this episode of the Wellness Marketing Pod with me, Frida Waywell, the host of this podcast and the founder of the collaboration and community agency Locus. And in this podcast, my one aim is to provide you with as much value as I possibly can and this episode is really, really exciting. It's five strategies to grow your healthy and wealthy brand. This is specifically aimed for B2C startup businesses within the health and wellness space. I'm so excited to get into everything. I have a greens shake here, a superfood shake. Um, If you know me, if you are a follower of mine, you know that I don't really take powders at all, no protein, nothing like that. For me, it just doesn't seem necessary. But every now and then, I do love having a greens shake. And whenever I have this in the morning, I I do feel good. So that's what we have today. I'm not gonna spend the whole session talking about my drink though, because as I mentioned, I wanna provide some value. So let's get into the episode. So as you might know, the wellness industry is a $1.5 trillion industry and it is consistently growing, specifically in the past three years, you know, after the world shut off, health and wellness skyrocketed like crazy. Brands came out of nowhere and people were automatically caring more and more about their health and putting themselves and their family first. So this meant that Lots of brands came out of nowhere, which also meant that there was more and more competition and the industry is now extremely saturated, which means that it can become increasingly harder to find the brands who you actually trust and actually believe in. Because as as much as I love the health and wellness space, there is a lot of work which needs to be done. Brands can really put kind of anything out there and say that it takes you from A to B without actually providing tangible results or without actually doing research behind the products. That is just the reality of the supplement space. Um, Usually the ingredients we have in supplements, in superfoods, things like this, they aren't strong enough to really make a huge impact. So brands can kind of get away with saying whatever they want to say. Um, So that's kind of why I do the work that I do, because I want to help the purpose-led brands who are really putting their all into the ingredients and the research side of things. I want to help them grow rather than, yeah, like, these are the brands growing, which really they need to improve. Anyway, let's get into five strategies to grow a purpose-driven, healthy and wealthy brand. The first thing is collaborations. Now I can talk all freaking day about collaborations because it's such an important strategy for a startup. One, because it doesn't have to cost anything. And two, it gets more eyeballs on your brand super, super fast if you do it right. So when I'm talking about collaborations, a lot of people immediately think about influencer collaborations and UGC, whereas I am talking about that, but I'm also talking about collaborations in many other aspects. So collaborating with influencers is an amazing thing to get more customers on your, customers' eyeballs on your products, right? And it's very, very possible to do this for free. If you prioritize relationship building and if you prioritize follow-ups and putting a lot of time and effort and prioritize seeding, influencer seeding, then you can definitely do this for free without spending a lot of money on getting people to promote your products. UGC, which is user-generated content. I wouldn't say this really comes under collaborations, actually. I say this is a completely separate strategy because user-generated content is usually paying someone to create content for your brand. 
that is user that is like user friendly, user generated, etc. Um, which means that they're not going to be promoting this content and it's just going to be for you to use on your page. So it's like organic content, organic reach. It's not really collaborating and getting more people seeing your products. But I like to throw it in there anyway because it's an amazing strategy to use. But if we are going back to collaborations, influencer collaborations, brand collaborations, um, retreat collaborations and yeah just collaborating podcast collaborations it doesn't have to be just the traditional influencer that you think when we think of collaborations it's always okay well let's collaborate with you know fit with lucy or something that's for like everyone's fitness name on instagram um uh, and yeah let's do a collaboration let's give her a discount code and send her some products and get her to promote it to her followers yes this is an amazing strategy and definitely do it but don't only do this strategy Start contacting brands within the health and wellness space who also have the same mission as you, who are providing a good quality product and say, let's do a collaborative giveaway together or let's provide like a bundle together and do this collaboration, limited time only, create a sense of urgency, create some scarcity because we both have this same mission. Let's jump on a call and try and plan something so that my audience sees your brand and your audience sees my brand. It's a win-win and it's absolutely free. I really don't know why I made this because it's very um my superfood drink it's very impractical to drink while i am recording a podcast um okay so collaborating with brands another thing that i think is totally overlooked is collaborating with well i don't know how to say it but things that you wouldn't necessarily think of collaborating with for example if you are a matcha brand i love matcha if you know me you know i freaking love matcha if you are a matcha brand Okay, a matcha brand in Sweden. How can you get more eyeballs on your products? Collaborate with influencers? Yes. Get a bit of UGC content? Yes. Do a brand collaboration with another brand, with a coffee brand. You could do a brand collaboration with a coffee brand and do like a dirty matcha drink or something. And then you can also collaborate with kitchen utensils. If your matcha brand is really aesthetically pleasing, collaborate with a brand who's selling kitchen utensils. If they have the same target audience, this is a perfect collaboration. Another thing, collaborate with networking groups. I am part of a big networking group for women here in Sweden. And whenever they have retreats or have events, they are always collaborating with a brand. And it means that we get free products for coming to the event. We also get like maybe a discount code or something. And it's a great way to get people like known about your brand. So find networking groups in your area, find retreats that are happening within the health and wellness space and say, can we sponsor you? Can we sponsor this retreat? Can we give your members a discount code? Can we give your members all like a free sample product? Um, you know, because we have the same mission, blah, blah, blah. The great thing about being within health and wellness is the fact that brands and people are all on a mission. So if you're in doubt, it's like, we're on a mission together. Let's do this together. We can both benefit from this. So that is a great way to collaborate. Think outside of the box, collaborate with retreats, collaborate with cafes in your area, collaborate with, like I said, kitchen utensils, um, coffee brands, um, you know, like just think of an unusual collaboration i remember seeing a great brand i can't remember if it was like a plastic free deodorant brand or something collaborate with a plastic free 
it was something like a sexual health brand or something or like something that was really organic and it was such a cool collaboration and what they did is they went out on the streets and they did like street interviews together and they had people like vote for different things and they got really really creative with the content together because both teams were working together and I think this is also a really fun way to bring the fun and the creativity back into marketing. Collaborate with a brand and then create, get creative and just create some fun creative content. Go out and like I said, do street interviews and host giveaways and collaborate with retreats and get a lot of content from every single thing that you do, from every single collaboration. Just try and like squeeze all of the juices from it because I know as startups, content is like the biggest problem that people have it's like we don't have enough high quality content to share which automatically means that people are not seeing you because that is what social media is it's just an exchange of content content is being pushed and we are seeing content so if you don't have enough content you're not going to reach enough people so that is why collaborations is so, so key. I think I could spend a whole podcast episode just talking about collaborations and really go into a lot more depth and expand on each collaboration. I don't know. If you guys want to see that, let me know. But now we are going to move on to the next strategy. Otherwise, this podcast is going to be way longer than I intended. The next strategy I feel like is not talked about enough. And this is not for every brand. But is utilizing the founders and employees in a brand and building their personal brand. Let's talk about the brand Dirty. They are a functional mushrooms brand that have grown incredibly in the past year, like incredibly. They are based in the UK selling mushroom powders and their founders are super like active on Instagram and they are building their personal brand. They're also active on the Dirty page. They are constantly there educating and talking about the products. And the reason why this is so key and actually works is because it's putting a face behind the brand. It's putting somebody behind the brand And we all know that this type of content really, really performs well because we love seeing people behind the brand. We love seeing the mission. We love seeing founders. Like how cool is it when you can see like the founder of a brand? So don't skip building your personal brand as a founder or even just in the marketing team of a specific brand because if you can build up a personal brand where people like you, people think you're funny, people think you're valuable, people want to support you, then you are going to sell more of your product. It's just a fact. We can even take a look at Grace Beverly and Chrissy Chella. These two are females within the fitness space and they have incredible, insane, huge personal brands. If they did not have their personal brands, their product-based businesses would not be as successful. It's facts. And I know that you might look at these people and think, yeah, but they are huge influencers with millions of followers. Yes, but they didn't used to be, okay? We all started from somewhere. If you look, we're going back to the founders of Dirty, they are not huge influencers with millions of followers, but they are two ordinary men who are utilizing social media in the best way possible by educating, building their personal brand, growing some kind of like relationship with their followers so that it's like, yes, I do this, I'm really cool, blah, blah, and guess what? I have this brand and people are like, oh, well, I like you, so I'm going to support your brand. Um, it just works. So don't skip on building your personal brand as a founder or as a member of your startup team. These are these tips I'm giving you now are very much like 
organic uh, ways to grow a startup because I also want to be extremely aware that startups have budgets and I freaking know this. I work with startups. So that's why I'm making this video quite like budget friendly, should I say, or this podcast even. Because I'm doing video based podcasts, it's very hard for me to say this audio or this podcast because I'm looking at the camera right now. Um, but I imagine that most of you are listening and not actually watching, which makes total, total sense. Um, okay, so let's go on the third strategy to grow a purpose-driven, healthy and wealthy brand. Okay, I'm going to touch quickly on paid advertising because I recently talked to a founder in an episode of my podcast about paid advertising. I'm not sure if this episode is out yet. I think it will be. It's the episode with Matt Kelly and he is the founder of Space Goods, which is another functional mushrooms brand. Now, we spent a lot of the podcast talking about paid ads because this is the number one thing that has taken his brand from like ridiculous results in a very short space of time. I don't know the exact numbers right now off the top of my head, but if you go back and listen to that podcast and have a look into Space Goods and how far they've come, then you will know. Um, but basically they run Instagram ads like crazy and it has blown up for them. They have tried TikTok and organic reach, organic content, but Instagram works and it's working right now, it's working in the UK and they are sticking to it because it works. So if you have the budget, I would not sit on paid ads, but the timing with paid ads plays a huge, huge role. Obviously, I am not an expert in paid advertising, but let's just cover the basics now. If somebody sees, if you see an advertisement for a product, okay, you see an advertisement for like a new coffee blend, looks really cute, sounds really yummy. Okay, I'm going to click on this brand because the branding looks cool. Okay, I'm going to click on their profile and I'm going to have a scroll. This is on Instagram right now. There is nothing on their profile. There is static imagery. There are graphics which are not on brand and it looks a mess. Immediate untrust. <laughs> that is how it works or that is how a lot of our brains work. It's like, if you don't have the time and the money to invest in your marketing material, in your graphics, in your Instagram feed, how is your product going to be that good? Like, I don't know. It just, that is how our brains work. And I know it is maybe not an exact representation of how this should work, but it makes total sense. So just making sure that you have good organic content before before you run paid ads because you want people to click on your advertisement, go to your Instagram or to your website and see if they're going to Instagram, for example, see all of this high quality binge worthy scroll stopping content. If you want to take them to your website, then you want to make sure you have a funnel. Maybe you have a first time discount code. Maybe that is taking them directly to the product, to product page where you can instantly see reviews. You can instantly see people using it, etc. Just making sure that you have a funnel in place and good organic content before you run ads. This is so that you obviously get the most value out of ads as you possibly can. That was number four. And no, it wasn't that's a lie. That was number five and now we're going... No, it wasn't. <laughs> that was number three. Okay. Wow, Frida. Brain. Okay, that was number three. Now we're going on to number four. This is the fourth strategy to grow a purpose-driven, purpose-driven, healthy and wealthy brand. Okay, so number four is community. 
Again, I can do a totally separate episode on this, but we overlook community and we we always think that community is something that you focus on after you are making a lot of money, which doesn't necessarily have to be true because there are so many ways that you can monetize from building a loyal online community. So the reason why I am putting community here as a way to grow um, your brand is because when you create an irresistible, loyal, beautiful community online and then you can start promoting it and start talking about it and sharing it, this is a great way to get more people seeing your brand and seeing what it's all about and yeah, growing your brand in general because more followers are going to see, oh my god, this brand has built this community and then maybe they'll join your community, find so much value from it, tell their friends, tell their people, you can have referral codes, um, referral schemes, things like that. There are so many strategies when it comes to community building um, where you can actually monetize from it and actually try and grow your current following from your community. However, I obviously am going to say that things... I don't... It's, it's tricky because it's not always the right time to grow a community, of course, because it does take time and money to invest, especially if you want to grow a successful community, then you need to you know, invest in a community manager and someone who's gonna manage it and create content for it and nurture it and strategize it in order to get money from it. So that obviously takes money initially before you start to see like the immediate return. Um, so I'm not gonna say it's like the number one in all honesty, but it's very, very important and it's really, really overlooked. I might do an episode I think on how to monetize from a community for B2C e-commerce specifically. If you do want to see that, let me know because that is what um, that's what we at Locus are currently doing for brands and founders right now. And it's working really, really well. And it's honestly such a beautiful thing to bring people together, especially people within the health and wellness space, because as I mentioned in the beginning of the video, it's becoming a really, really saturated industry, which means there are so many people who are lost within this industry as well they are lost within health and wellness there is so much content out there so if you can bring people together like-minded people together to support you support your brand be loyal customers who are never gonna like who are always gonna be there for you then that is so so key and let's just be honest platforms that we are marketing on instagram for example and even tiktok is not the best they're not the best platforms for building a community on Yes, a following, a loyal following, if that, you know, a following that's engaged, but that is not a community. And these platforms don't have that community aspect to them. It's not like you can create this group, like this, like a big group chat almost and share stories and share inspiration and share exclusive content. So I definitely recommend taking your followers over to a different platform, building a community for them and monetizing that, growing that, nurturing that. It's an incredible strategy for health and wellness brands specifically and it can really be incredible for growth if you use it in the right way. Okay, let's move on to number five, the fifth strategy to grow a purpose-driven health and wealthy brand and that is retail slash PR. Like we're going to just touch on retail and PR because it also goes under collaborations in a way because when you can... Uh, collaborate with a store like a physical store for example this is a great way to again get more people getting eyeballs on your products get more people knowing about you all, all of that and um, so definitely go into cafes and go into shops and stores which 
you know, have the same mission as you again and get your product in there. I just think at a startup phase, you need to be dynamic and you need to be creative with these things. So retail, PR, if you are building this incredible community, tell someone, like tell people, tell the news, tell people like, look, we built this, we're doing this, we're doing this collaboration, we're building this for our members. And then maybe you'll get written about in an article or something like that. And this can actually work really, really well. I mean, it's, I don't think it's an amazing strategy to get customers, but it's a great strategy to get more people knowing about your brand. It just depends on, say if you get published in an article, okay, but people reading this article, are they even your ideal audience, ideal clients or customers, for example? So be careful with PR. I wouldn't invest so much time and energy into it at all. But, you know, if you have a bit of time left on the side, then why not try to get published and get seen by more people in the media. And now I'm towards the end of this podcast episode. Let's just recap uh, the five strategies that I mentioned in this podcast. The number one was collaborations. As I mentioned, collaborations are what I think is the number one thing that startups specifically should be, fo- should be um, focusing on. And I could talk about this all day, as I mentioned, but we touched on influencer collaborations, collaborating with other brands in your niche, and uh, going for the thinking outside the box, collaborating with networking events, with groups. Um, yeah, even I saw recently a, well, for example, a superfoods brand, you can collaborate with a running organization or something and do a collaboration with them. Collaborative giveaways, influencer collaborations as well, podcast collaborations what um podcast hosts do you know which are in your industry and you can collaborate with something that we're doing with the agency now is um we're really getting a lot of nutrition based influencers and uh experts i would say like uh thought leaders and stuff in our directory so that when we work with brands who really need those certified people promoting their products because it builds so much trust um that is what we are focusing on. So that's really exciting, actually. I'm really, really happy to get more, you know, people um, with PhDs, people with certificates, people who are like, what's it called, like qualified in this health and wellness niche. I'm really excited to get more of those people in our directory with the opportunity to collaborate with brands. So that was collaborations. And the second strategy that we talked about was founders and marketeers, basically. So getting people behind the brand to actually build their personal brand and to help grow their business. I also want to mention that this really does depend on your product and your ideal customer. Is your ideal client slash customer someone who is going to see your content and really thinking where they are hanging out, what platform are they hanging out on and can you be there? Can you be in their way, in their eye view? (laughs) Um, Do not like, yeah, like hang out on platforms where they are not there unless, you know, you just want to create content and not see results, then yes, that's fine. But where are they hanging out and can you hang out there? Can you create content there? Can you create valuable content there? How can you build trust? Um, yeah, etc. Okay, the third strategy was 
ads. We talked briefly, we touched on briefly paid ads and what to do before you start running ads and the success of Space Goods, a functional mushroom brand and how they have seen so much success with paid advertising. Okay, the fourth thing we mentioned was community. Again, a topic I could talk on a lot and how to monetize from a community. How to take your following from Instagram, for example, to a community-based platform or a Facebook group and nurture them and make sure that they are customers who constantly come back. How can you provide high quality content um, to them? And yeah, just create lifelong customers. After all, like, isn't that the goal for brands? Like, to create lifelong customers. I think that is so, so rare. Brands who do this really, really well. Obviously, we have Athletic Greens and Gymshark within the health and fitness space. People come back and they come back and they come back all the time. How have they, how have they done this? Exactly. <laughs> so that is something um, we've also been researching a lot into, into obviously healthy and wealthy brands and their success and how we can, you know, imi- not, not imitate that, that's the wrong word because uh, the marketing scene is constantly changing, but how we can analyse that, how they got here, what strategies they used and how we can implement that with the brands that we are working with today. And the fifth thing that we briefly touched on was retail and PR. Just, again, thinking outside the box, how can you get more people knowing and seeing your product? How can you get your product in the eyes of more people? So those were the five things. I really, really enjoyed recording this podcast episode for you guys. If you enjoyed it, please do rate the podcast, rate, review, like, subscribe. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And I have a lot of good content coming to you and a lot of really, really exciting guests. I think this episode is going to be towards the middle of this first season of the podcast. But as I mentioned, a mission of mine is to really help the best <laughs> wellness brands grow and thrive in this space. I'm actually really surprised that I managed to keep this episode briefly short because I was talking so, so much, but I think I talked really, really fast. So again, thank you so much for watching. If you are curious as to more about what I do and what we do at my agency, Locust, then you can check out the links below. Also, come and connect on LinkedIn. My name is Frida Waywell. Um, I'm always in the DMs, happy to talk to you, happy to chat and thank you again so much for listening. I hope that you will be tuning in to the next episode and definitely check out the episode on space goods if you haven't already. Thank you so so much and speak to you soon. Bye!